today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. There's uh, an interesting story, and I guess this all started uh, on Monday, September 11th, uh, or September 12th, the day after uh, September 11th. And uh, Prime Minister Trudeau is facing backlash now over attending a gender-segregated event in a Ottawa mosque. Uh, of course, uh, if you're a uh, an opponent of Trudeau, it's easy to jump on this. And uh, if you're not, I guess y- you you call it building relationships. What is it? A hypocrisy or building a foundation for future understanding? Uh, let's bring in uh, bring in Anthony Fury, Sun Media columnist and national comment editor. Uh, his uh, column in the uh, Sun or Post Media back on September 12th. Trudeau visits mosque with terror connections, and he is with us now. Hello, Anthony. How are you today? Hey, Scott. I'm doing well. Yourself? Good. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Uh, him visiting this mosque, your your angle has more of the affiliation uh, with uh, some unsavory people. Others have talked about just the sheer hypocrisy uh, when you have a, a, a prime minister who appears to be a feminist and then is going into a situation uh, where there's segregation. Is this hypocrisy or is this building a future foundation and understanding? Well, I, I think it's something completely different, which is about being very careful how you do your ethnic and religious outreach. I'd use the term pandering. Other people would use outreach. We can quibble over that. And you're right. The story that some people are talking about is the fact that at this mosque that he went to, the Ottawa Muslim Association, women sat at the back and up, so on a balcony, and they couldn't come down. And while he brought a few female MPs who were also cabinet ministers with him, including the local liberal MP for that area, they covered up their hair as if they were, well, I guess as if they were in a mosque. You'd think it was maybe as if they were in a foreign country. So they they covered their hair and they did not speak, which is quite interesting. Uh, My story that I've, I've done is I looked at I, I looked at the website of the mosque. I looked around at the certain, you know, sort of ideas and associations they had. And the lead imam, Sami Metwali, describes himself as a member of the International Union of Muslim Scholars. It's a rather sort of benign and generic sounding organization, but it's actually designated as a terrorist organization in the United Arab Emirates. And a number of experts criticize it for deep ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a designated terrorist organization in a number of countries. So, again, what is this? Is this building a foundation? Is this trying to be inclusive, or is it is it pandering? I, I think it must be pandering, because why would you want to be inclusive of people who are doing... I, I, I don't want to use... I, I, I want to rephrase that. I don't. You, you want to be inclusive of everybody, even people who are doing things, you know, at odds with the values that you believe in, because you, of course, want them to more see things your ways. But why would you do actions and events and say words that seem like they're endorsing the things that those people are doing? The fact that Justin Trudeau didn't comment on the gender-segregated fact, aside from saying, I'd like to acknowledge the sisters upstairs, which a lot of people thought was an odd comment, and the prime minister's office, uh, did not particularly respond to any questions I sent to them about this imam's associations. In fact, they were somewhat upset with the story. And the mosque has also responded to my story, sending out a statement to media saying that it's categorically false, but they refuse to say what part of the story is false, because it seems pretty crystal clear uh, that the imam is a member of this group, and this group is considered a terrorist organization by some. Uh, what I find fascinating, too, is just people's different views and angles of this story. Instead of it including all of the uh, the information that you have just talked about, it's some are taking this angle, some are taking that angle. Is, is it if we don't even know how to address it when something like this happens? 
Well, I think there's a major challenge in looking at these stories because when people, when there are communities that predominantly speak a different language, when uh, they are just using reference points that we are not familiar with in sort of the English-speaking mainstream media, we don't know how to respond to them. And also a lot of the leaders in these communities, for instance, I, I was speaking to one, uh, one Sunni Muslim gentleman last night on the phone who is sort of a background source for the stories, and he was explaining how in a lot of these major mosques in Canada, a lot of the imams come from countries like Saudi Arabia. They were born there and they were raised there and they went to madrashas or, or uh, universities there because we don't really have this sort of training pool for imams in Canada who might grow up to be more kind of Canadian values imams. So that's a total challenge. I mean, how do, how do we wade into that? Every journalist needs to have a few people who, who speak Arabic to give them different interpretations of the videos and what's going on. I'll have people email me and say, look, he's saying this terrible thing in this sermon that's available on YouTube. And I go, well, I don't know how to authenticate that because I don't speak Arabic. So it, it's just a tough world to wade through, both for me, for you, for the general public, and for the prime minister. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.